You are in the trenches of life. You are faced with pressure every day. Family, work, community, all demanding a piece of life. Fatherhood is war, but you continually battle for your soul and the souls in your family. It can feel isolating and exhausting, but there is good news. You have a heavenly father. Because of Jesus, you can be strong, courageous. You can be an intentional father, living with purpose. This is what you are meant for. You will make an impact. You are not alone. Welcome to Dad in the Trenches, a resource for biblical truth, challenge, and encouragement for Christian dads in the trenches of life. Welcome to Dad in the Trenches. My name is Aaron. Thanks for joining me here today. As always, if you're a frequent listener, my sincerest thanks to you. Not only for listening, but for taking the time to listen to a resource like Dad in the Trenches to gain further encouragement and equipping for your journey as a Christian father. Our world needs intentional fathers living out the ways of Jesus before their families. And that you're here and listening means you're taking steps towards that very thing. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and then rate and review the podcast. On Apple, you can simply tap the stars to leave a star rating, drop a comment in on what you liked about today's episode, or any past episode for that matter. If you're new to the podcast, a special welcome to you and I'm glad you're here. Dad in the Trenches is a resource for biblical truth, challenge, and encouragement for Christian dads in the trenches of life. And as such, one of the things I do is I interview other guests that are doing that very thing, are dads in the trenches themselves and bring a unique perspective on life and as a Christian father. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to share two thoughts I've been mulling over. First, um, there's so many statistics are floating out there about the effects of fatherlessness in society. And and also versus those who have a father figure in their life. The positive impact that exists because of a father in the home is monumental, statistically speaking. But what's got me thinking is this, and what I've been mulling over. The statistics really are just talking about the bare minimum, meaning there's a dad in the home, and that in and of itself has a, a positive impact. But what if... What if dad was actually intentional, deliberate, casting vision, making disciples of his kids, encouraging them, equipping them, and modeling that life that Christ wants for us? It would have an epic consequence for generations to come. And really, as Christian dads, that's what we're called to. And the second thought I've been mulling over is this. Um, we spend too much time in society uh, and as individuals being concerned with what others think of us. It's something I struggle with. Um, and, and, and statistically speaking, the majority of society deals with it. But true freedom is found in this simple truth that we live to please one and one alone. That's God. We're his children, and his opinion 
is meant to matter most. The difficulty is that the more we walk in his ways, the more others may not like us, the more feathers we may ruffle, the more the way we're walking goes against the currents of society, our friend groups, our families, etc. Thus, the more we need to be connected to our Father God. It's like John 15 goes more into abiding in the Father. But the point is simply this. Get closer to God, Dad, and look to Him in His ways. And the opinions of others will fall away and fail in comparison to the joy to be found in walking in step with Him and His Spirit. Today's guest has wisdom and insight into both of these thoughts as he's been living a resolute, unashamed life following Jesus and his ways wholeheartedly and is seeing the fruit of it with his family. Today's episode, while it's a little bit shorter, it is cram-packed full of good stuff and rapid fire. So buckle up, enjoy, and let's jump over to the conversation. Welcome back to Dead in the Trenches. Uh, I am joined with Isaac Tolpin. He was with us uh, several podcasts back. I highly recommend that you all go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it already. Isaac um, and his wife are doing some amazing things with parenting, but he is also someone that just um, is an amazing dad, spiritual leader of his home, eight kids. He's going to tell us more about that, but um, just living full of vision, and uh, Isaac is... Um, Man, he's agreed to come back and just drop some more truth on us. So, uh, Isaac, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back to the Abbey Trenches. Yeah, well, it's great to be back. That was a lot of fun last time. Looking forward to this. Great. Thanks so much. Um, so remind us a little bit about you, um, your season of life, current work, um, your dad in the trenches season. Yeah, dad, I'm definitely dad in the trenches. Uh, <laughs> right here, ages um, seven months to almost 19, uh, eight kids, married almost 20 years coming up on our 20 year anniversary. Yes. So that's exciting. Congratulations. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life and now I'm full-time ministry, online ministry mostly. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been quite an adventure. That's, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, so again, you've got so much for us as dad with eight kids, but, um, you know, hit on some main things you think, uh, every dad should one know about being a disciple of Christ, but then also, to dovetail in with that, being a, a father. A disciple of Christ is, are you in the word of God? Mm. If you're not hearing from God, it might be because you're not opening the Bible. Mm. And that is how that one of the main ways God talks to us. Yeah. And so it is a living, breathing thing. And the other part of being a disciple of Christ is actually believing in the whole Bible. Mm. I know that sounds very basic, but it's relevant to say today, I believe. And, um, and having accountability. Uh, if you don't have accountability and you call yourself a Christian, the enemy has a target on you and you're going to be easy to hit. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that you have other brothers in Christ that have uh, the ability to ask you any questions and you ask them to do so because we need accountability in this crazy world we're living in. I would say another thing to be a disciple and a good leader of your family is to not fear the world. God says not to fear anything except for him, and that's a different kind of fear. That's mm-hmm. a fear, you know, respect for his authority in our lives and his yes. power over our lives yes. and wanting to please him. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. And then as far as just being a Christian father, what are some other things you would say? Being an example, I mean, it's like cliche, right? We all hear that in leadership, got to be an example. Well, I mean, they're going to care more about what they see than what you tell them. Yeah. In fact, they're only going to do what you tell them because they saw you do it first. <laughs> and so if, if, you're, if your Bible's, just to echo what I already said, if your Bible's not open, by the way, a physical Bible they're going to think you're on Instagram or Facebook or checking the scores. Yeah, that's a good okay, so, so, so how often they actually see you reading your physical Bible. And then are you a teacher? Do you look at yourself as a teacher, teaching them the Word of God? Yeah. Do you pray with them and encourage them to pray and encourage that spiritual discipline in their lives? Yeah. Um, and are you praying for them and are you cherishing your wife? Because mm-hmm. what kind of marriage do you want your kids to have? Well, they're going to do about what they see. Yeah, that's no, that's good. Okay, so kind of continuing on this theme of um, hit us with, you know, as you were, I mean, you've got eight kids. So as you're going into having kids as well as the further along you have kids, um, what's like some of the best advice you've received? And and also dealer's choice, best advice, worst advice, whichever one you want to pick. <laughs> One of the worst pieces of advice I got from a lot of people uh-huh. once we were going to have our fourth kid uh-huh. is, well, one thing is, do you know what causes that? A lot of people <laughs> like to say that. And that's just like ridiculous. Um, the, se- the second thing is, oh, wait until they're teenagers. Uh-huh. I used to hate it when people say that. Just stop saying that if you've ever said that. Um, because you know what? If you parent well, the teenage years are the best years. Uh-huh. Well, how can you say that, Isaac? For a lot of people, it's the worst years. Well, a lot of people aren't parenting well. Mm. So if you – because how you parent when they're younger determines how they're going to be in their teenage years. Mm. If you didn't cultivate a, the right kind of relationship with them where you were the pastor, mm-hmm. you were their most important teacher, mm-hmm. and they respect you and want to learn from you, mm-hmm. by the time you get the teenage years, they want to learn from the world, not you. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit as well with that, like, you know, furthering the idea of our kids. I mean, you've got eight pairs of eyes on you. You know, what are some things you've done along the way and along the years that has cultivated the life of God in you so that you're able to spill that out on your kids and influence them? One of the things that I think is really important is actually teaching scripture to your kids. I do that. Obviously, I have a lot of kids, so I like, and I think this is good anyways, I do that in a group setting, so Bible time or devotions time, whatever you want to call it. I do it in the morning. Um, These days, uh, there were times where I had different schedules. If you're out early in the morning, do it in the evening. But I I just highly encourage, pick a scripture and read it to your kids, and it will become easier the more you do it. And pretty soon you're discussing what that means in their lives. Mm. What do you think it means and so forth. Uh, include the, your wife, include her, let her speak into it. Yeah. Um, and then pray and ask. Don't be just dictator. Ask, what do we need to pray for? Mm. And people will have prayer requests and they pray. I, you, know, you know what the most powerful prayer? It might not be, but I get so excited when Solomon prays. Huh. And Solomon's three. <laughs> and he, I go, who wants to pray? And sometimes Solomon will, I want to pray. <laughs> and it, it's just short, 
and sweet yeah. and accurate. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> but experientially, are you inviting your kids in? Another thing that is – I'm going to try and think of something that's counterintuitive. Most people don't think of, so it's really helpful to you guys, yeah. is when you have challenges, let your kids in on the challenges you are facing. Mm. When your kids see you in weakness and relying on God. Yeah. It's the most powerful faith-building experiences that exist. And you may have tougher challenges if your kids aren't specifically praying for your situation Mm. because God listens to the children. Mm. Now, he listens to us too. But why wouldn't you want more? I've got like 10 people praying when I have a challenge. Right in my family. Yeah. And why would you waste that? Why would you waste the gift of a faith-growing experience when there's a challenge? We pray for it. God helps us overcome it, helps me overcome it, or us if it's a family thing. And there's victory, and we can glorify God. Because here's the thing we miss. Parents take too much glory. Mm. Oftentimes we'll pray for something, and then God does it, and we don't give him credit. Yeah. And we give ourselves credit. Yeah. That's tough. We just do it subconsciously. We forget that we prayed for it. Yeah. Maybe as parents, we thought it was the right thing to do to pray for it. We didn't actually believe God was going to activate. So we forgot the whole situation. Kids don't forget. They're like, wait a minute. We prayed for that. And now you're not even spiritual anymore. You're just like, yeah, things are great. Let's Now we can afford to go do this. Right. Well, okay. Wait a second. Who did that again? And you know what? If we don't give God glory, is he going to want to show up every single time? Well, maybe because he loves us. He might anyways because he is awesome. But I don't want to test him in that. He may not. He may go, oh, I'm a jealous God, and you're just going to ignore me when I come through for you? Yeah. I'm gonna, your kids are going to watch you get hurt yeah. because they, I want you to love me. Yeah, that's good. talking about just kind of lead right into you know this larger idea of spiritual leadership and you know you're talking about modeling you're giving us some examples of hey this is how to do this with our kids too hit us with some more things just on around spiritual leadership and you know uh, even for those of you who aren't following isaac you should resolute man on instagram uh, he hits us with some hard truth i love it you know isaac tell us some more about just you know being a resolute man being a spiritual leader in your home I think having faith. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. We were on a three-month RV trip around the United States. We had 34 states. Well, that's a thing in and of itself. We <laughs> told our family a long time ago that we were going to do something. Before the first person leaves, we're all going to take a trip around the U.S. And we have a big RV, Class A, 39-foot RV, and and that fits us all. And we didn't do it. There's challenge things, good things, bad things that happened. It's yeah. another podcast. But what happened was – my daughter was about to go. It was her last summer. I'm like, we got to go. We, we're going to do it. And we went. And there were some costs on that in my business life. But it was well worth it. And we yeah. followed through. And the second part of the story I want to tell you, we're coming back. We've been gone almost three months. We're heading home. We're coming up on the Grand Tetons. The Grand Tetons wow. are majestic in Wyoming. <laughs> oh, just incredible. And I knew the spot. And there's wild buffalo. There's the Grand Tetons. 
but it's cloudy and it's raining. And the, the windshield on this thing's got bugs all over it because I'm going, I went through the mountains and it's just bugs and I can't get it off. I knew if I did the wipers, you just smear it everywhere. It so I'm like, my wife's next to me. Kids are all up front. Don't tell the authorities. And, and, uh, and then I, I'm like, okay, we're just going to pray. So I prayed that it would rain because I needed my windshield clean. And so all of a sudden it starts raining. And I do the windshields, and it's all clear after, you know, maybe five, six minutes. Yeah. And then I prayed, Lord, would you have it stop raining? And would you clear the skies and have the sun come out? <laughs> and sure enough, we're coming up, and it was all timing. It was like a 15-minute process. And we come up, and sure enough, the clouds departed. The sun shines. There's still clouds, but the sun shines through the clouds right on the mountains, oh, right where, from our view, That's where we awesome. stopped. Yes. It was remarkable. And I wanted to share that story with you because sometimes we can go, what if I pray for that and it doesn't happen? Right. You know what? There's plenty of times I pray for things and they don't happen right. and my kids know it. Don't they need to understand why that is too? Mm. And don't they need to see God make things happen when you do pray too? Yeah. See, God listens to every prayer and we need to tell our kids this. But he loves us so much. He doesn't always give us exactly what we want. Hmm. What what other things would you would you say as far as just being a resolute man, being spiritual leader in your home? Loving your wife, cherishing your wife, uh, being a servant leader, understanding you're the pastor of your family, uh, bathing your family in the Word, praying for your kids, praying over them at night, hmm. uh, praying victory in their lives, protection over the enemy. When you say you're a Christian, your family could be a, a target of the enemy. There's yeah. spiritual warfare. A lot of Christians don't believe that or really understand it. There is the spiritual realm. Yeah. We believe in God, right? Well, there's an enemy too that's spiritual. And they're less powerful. But man, if you're a Christian and you're not strong and you're not praying over your family, if you're not including God in your family, that enemy can get in. It can get in to deceive the minds of your, the, and hearts of your kids and turn them against you. And so it's really important. So one of the things is when you put your kids to get, pray over them mm. and pray victory in their lives. Yeah. And pray for their relationship with God. Protection. Yeah. That's good. What would you say to you know other dads in the trenches that are in your season of life, whether they're in diapers, whether they're you know about to enter teenage years, whether they're about to launch kids? You've, you've seen the broad spe- spectrum here. What would what uh what else would you say to them? I would say stop being selfish. <laughs> I, I know you're selfish because I'm selfish, and yeah. we're all a little bit selfish. Yeah. Stop it. We, we have to stop it because uh, we have to really audit where we're selfish in our lives. Are we selfish in our marriage relationship? What do you mean, Isaac? Well, are you looking at pornography? Do your eyes wander? Mm. Okay. There's something. Uh, are you selfish with your kids? Do you uh, actually – Make their events, do everything you can to do that. Sometimes we have to be gone, understandable. But do we do everything we can to support and show that we love them by our actions and then tell them we love them and nurture them? And I just think so many times we're putting our needs, our events, our things ahead and our ambition can get get a hold of us. Hmm. Don't don't live for someday. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when we have this much money or once I get this promotion or once my business is at this point, then I'll dive in. Well, you know, I learned the hard way, guys. I was making really good money 
as an entrepreneur. I had the picture, right? I had the 7 Series BMW, I had the gated estate with the vineyard, the 4,200 square foot custom home, everything. And that stuff's not bad. Maybe I'll have all that again someday in a different form. Um, But one one of the things is I had that picture and I was godly and so forth, but God wanted to take that away from me. So for a period of time, he took it all away. I lost everything financially. Uh, And you know what? It took that wake-up call to lose some of my selfishness, mm, to lose some of the pride in my life. And and I just pray that I continue on the track I'm on now, which is reverent in understanding God's authority and what he really wants. And he loves us too. He wants us to have nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. But he really wants us to care about the most important things, which is, so where are your priorities, guys? And where's your level of selfishness or selflessness? Mm-hmm. What kind of leader do you want to be? What kind of leader are you now? You should ask your wife. <laughs> They're a good barometer, aren't they? <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, absolutely. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, Isaac, I, man, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, want to wrap us up here. Um, so, two things. One, how can our listeners further connect with you, um, and, and what you're doing? Yeah. So on social media, um, Resolute Man mm-hmm. and CourageousParenting.com is we're giving the biblical truth on parenting kids in an uncertain world. Yeah. Um, there's a parenting mentor program that you can check out, and then ResoluteMan.com as well. Okay, that's great. Um, so before we go, um, if you would just take a minute and pray for us, pray for our listeners, just in their seasons of life. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really cool, by the way. Father God, we just thank you so much for this ministry, Dad in the Trenches. And all the men who are listening, we pray that they would be convicted of where they need to improve and encouraged by your spirit to take those actions. Would you guide them to where in the Bible? Uh, it says the wisdom that they need to lead their families. Would there be uh, an increased uh, wake-up call amongst men to be the pastors of their families, to love and lead their wives, and to teach their kids and disciple their kids to be prepared for this uncertain world? God, you say not to fear anything in this world, but to fear you only. And that's what I pray for these men, that they would have an awestruck fear, a reverence for your authority in their lives, mm-hmm. and that they would have nothing hidden that's sinful. And if it is, that they would expose it and ask you to help them get through it. Amen. Amen. Well, Isaac, thank you so much again for joining us on Dad in the Trenches. We'll uh, link you up on the website as well. And uh, man, thanks for so much for your time. So fun to be here. Thanks for listening. For more content and resources, check out the website at dadinthetrenches.com or on social media at Dad in the Trenches. And be sure and click on subscribe to stay up to date with new podcasts. Walk out the heroic fatherhood you were called to live.